Good morning to everyone. Welcome this morning as back to church Sunday, anniversary of our of our church too, and in our picnic. Yes, the decision had to be made early. It was not a conspiracy on part of the planning council to have our building up by next year. It was not planned for that, that we had to move the service inside. So we had to make the decision early this morning, and it was drizzling out at the time. Um, the tent will be used for the meal. I'll have some instructions about that following our service. But please enjoy this day that God has given us as we think the blessings that we have received from him as we serve him at Living Water, as we serve him in his kingdom. And since many of you um, were dressed up for the picnic this morning, I am going to be rolling up my sleeves and <laughs> enjoying the weather with you. So we join together remembering again why we are here and the importance of God's word as we sing our first hymn, Blessed Jesus at Your Word. Jesus at your word we are gathered all to you Let us please rise we join in with our morning praise. O oh Lord, open my lips. Hasten to save me, O oh God. The Spirit of the Lord fills the world. Let us worship him. 
Please be seated. We join in with our psalm this morning, Psalm 121. Psalm 121 was one of the songs of ascent, where as they made their pilgrimage to Jerusalem, that they would look up on that hill and look up to God, where we receive all things. Psalm 121. Our lesson for this morning is recorded in Matthew chapter 16. And may we be ready again to take a look at the cost of being Christ's disciple and be ready to follow him. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples they must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, 
but merely human concerns. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? For what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful people, and kindle us the fire of your love. Alleluia. We join with our next hymn, In Christ Alone. And may we think, too, of this anniversary of our congregation, that without Christ we can do nothing. So may we again rejoice in him.
grace to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this morning's meditations recorded in Paul's letter to Romans chapter 12. Dear friends in Christ, how many of you have been to the Sears Tower? I know it's called the Willis Tower now, but to me it's always going to be the Sears Tower in Chicago. How many of you have been there? Okay. A little bit better ratio than Thursday night. Isn't that a great place to visit? This building that rises over 1,400 feet. And then you go out on that observation deck. You know, you see the signs that warn anybody that has a heart condition that they should maybe think about it. And I always say those are just put up to bring up some more excitement. But you take a look at those signs. You walk into that elevator, and that elevator shoots you up, what, about 107 stories? 110 stories? And then the doors open, you walk out there, and you literally, you're towering over Chicago. And then you take a look, a look around, and you see the United Center, where Michael Jordan did all his scoring there for basketball and bringing the championships there. You can see Soldier Field. You get a great view of the Shedd Aquarium and all the other museums that are in Chicago. You get to see Great America. They even say you can see the southern part of Wisconsin on a clear day. Just take a look, a look around. When you're up there, you're just amazed, amazed of how far you can see. Well, in our text for this morning, Paul is taking us on a observation deck. He's raising us up to that height, to that height on that observation deck. He's raising us up so we can see our spiritual life, that we get to see our, our spiritual life through that mercy of God, that God has changed us from sinners to his dear children, and we get to see, too, how we can put our faith into action. So that's why this morning we're going to take a look at our text with that thought in mind. Living, living your faith. Take a look what our text says. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, a view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I urge you, brothers and sisters, that word urge there has the connotation or the picture of a commander urging his soldiers to go into battle. Not too many soldiers are going to be ready to go into battle and just say, well, I'm going to give up my life. I have nothing else to do today. I might as well do something. They want to know what they're going into battle for. They want to know what the plan is. They realize their enemies are just over that hill. And that commander urges them, urges them for their country to go. That's what God is doing for us. He's urging us to live our faith in the view of God's mercy. Do you see God's mercy from that observation deck, our spiritual observation deck? 
mean, after all, when I take a look at my life, I realize I'm a sinner. I have fallen short of that glory of God. I'm a sinner. And my sin has, has caused that great gulf between me and God. God should have, have nothing to do with me. But then I look around, and in the distance, I see a hill. I see a hill that was outside a city wall. And on that hill, I see a cross, and I see my Savior. I see that mercy of God. I, I see his love in, in sending a Savior for me and, and for all mankind. Instead of, as I look at my sin, as I observe my sin, thinking God should have nothing to do with me in that undeserved love, in his grace, and his mercy, I get to put that warm blanket of his grace on. I get to put that, that blanket of salvation on. That I get to live for him. I get to live for my faith. Live, live my faith. As we think about that, we're urged to do this. And not to pattern ourselves after this world. But how hard is that at times? How hard is that to, to pattern ourselves just following Christ, not following that temptation of patterning ourselves of this world? I mean, it's easy this morning. It's easy to worship together, to, to sing those hymns of praise, to hear God's mercy. What about a day or two from now? What about it when I'm sitting at my office and um, sitting there and all of a sudden the foul language starts up in, in the office where you're working? Now, I don't want to be separated from them. I want to be part of that, that clique, that in-group. So all of a sudden maybe that language that comes from our lips isn't the best. Or what about at school? Maybe all of a sudden at school um, we start to bully that one that just doesn't quite have that talent on the playground or in the classroom. Or how often do we pray for someone in church, pray for, for something in church, pray for that person? As I walk through those doors, all of a sudden I start to pattern the world and start to gossip about that person saying I can't believe that I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God a living sacrifice it's an ongoing process isn't it to live our faith to live our faith and do you notice something about the living sacrifices what we're most sacrificing killing an animal. There was death. But here God is saying, living sacrifices. Live your faith. Realize that you are a forgiven child of God. To be living in this world, to have that comfort, to have that peace and knowing again that I'm forgiven and I know what's, what's waiting for me. That's what strengthens my faith. That's what brought me to faith. I didn't bring it. We just sang about it in Christ alone. 
I had nothing to do with my salvation. It was all by his mercy. And I get to live, to live for him. Take a look at verse 3. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. Again, to live our faith doesn't mean to be saying, take a look at me. If other people would be like me, you know, what a wonderful world this would be. We are to have that humbleness, to have that sincerity, to realize again, I deserve nothing. I deserve nothing at all. But as I take a look at that observation deck, as I take a look at my spiritual observation deck, again, I think of Christ's ministry. I get to take a look at him, and I get to hear those words of him when he said that he didn't come to be served, but to serve others. And to realize again that that night that he was betrayed, as he sits down and washes the feet of the disciples, what a sermon. To realize again that humbleness, that humility. I think of all that Christ gave up for me, all that heavenly glory to come for me. I can't help but, but to live my faith, to enjoy, to enjoy his mercy. And then there's another step, though. As I, as I look out, as I look out of the Sears Tower, that observation deck, I, I get to see everything over the horizon. I get to see all those buildings. As I take a look at that spiritual observation deck, I see something else, too. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Do you notice the progression in our text for this morning? As I take a look out of that observation deck, I realize again it was by God's mercy that I'm a Christian. But it also says that I get to live my faith in a church. All of us are Christians. But it takes more than just one to make a church. And then Paul goes through that list, listing of those different talents. And, and as we think again of our body, of of all the different parts of our body, what makes it up, our body. So it's the way it's the same with the church, isn't it? What a vast army we have. What a vast army of talent we have. And I think about that so often as I take a look at the history of our congregation. When we needed some ministry done, it was interesting the way God provided. I think of the beginning of the congregation back in actually 98 when we had some of our first meetings with 17 people there. I'm thinking back in September of 99 when we had our opening service. And we couldn't believe that we had 55 people in our ministry center. That our average attendance per week was 35. 
As I said, Thursday night too, I remember beginning our Thursday night church services, 12, 14 people. And now we're in the high 50s, if not low 60s every week. The Lord has blessed this congregation beyond all means. He's blessed this ministry over these 18 years. And I often wonder, so when I'm sitting here, especially by myself in, in the morning, thinking, okay, Lord, what else do you want us to do? What more do you want us to do? I think of the blessings that we have of members, all the different talents, and start to realize, okay, Lord, you're telling us something. You're telling us to go. To go with that message. To support, to support that message. Not only here in Western Oshkosh, but throughout the nation. Thursday and Friday, I again had the privilege of attending the Board for Home Missions. I always enjoy those meetings. Sometimes it's painful. As we hear again of only $250,000 for new missions next year. When you start a mission, it costs about $150,000 to $175,000. I think of the opportunity that God gives us. I think of the way, again, the budget is cut in half from $9 million down to a little bit over $5 million, and the way special gifts are being used. But then I think of, as I looked around that room, seeing these people from throughout the nation and Canada. And as you hear again of the different new openings that began last Sunday, when you think again of the work that God is giving us, what an opportunity to live our faith and to say thank you, Lord. To say thank you, Lord, and saying, Lord, now what do you want us to do? What do you want us to do? You've given us everything that we need. You've given us members. You've given us those different talents. You've given us a beautiful facility. Now it's time again to go. To go again where God expects us to do. To share your faith. More importantly, to live your faith. As you've heard me say many times, as you've heard that phrase used, you're the only Bible that many people are going to be reading. What are they reading about you? Are they observing that grace and that love are they observing again, living your life as a forgiven child of God? Go today. Go today to that observation deck and take a look at that view. You're going to see something far more valuable than the United Center, something far more valuable than Soldier Field or the different museums of Chicago. You're going to see something far more valuable than Great America. You're going to be seeing that cross and your Savior. You get to live your faith in that mercy of God. And you get to enjoy of putting that faith into action. To use the talents that God has given you in the kingdom. Whether it's at school, whether it's at work, whether it's strengthening your family, wherever God places you. Let's live. Live our faith. God grant this for Jesus' sake. Amen. May the peace of God surpass all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. At this time, as we return our first fruits to our Lord, who has given us all things. The guest books are located in the chairs in the center aisle. 
please take a moment to sign those as this pass back to center gives you a chance to greet your neighbor. Let us please rise for our prayers. Heavenly Father, we come to your throne this morning in humbleness as we take a look again at that cross that was raised for us. May we live our lives and live our faith following our Savior. In that humbleness, you have made us to be your disciples. You have gathered us together as a congregation. Continue to use us as we, those doors are being opened to us. May we boldly walk through those doors as we share our faith. What an army you have given us. And may we again be those living sacrifices as we think the many blessings that you've given us over the past 18 years. May we take them to heart. But may we cheerfully go out with that word. So many yet have that spiritual thirst. Do not know about a Savior. Use us and the gifts that we bring that our neighbors, our family, and our friends, that we may be your spokesperson to those people. And also use the gifts that we bring as we work together as a synod, as we share the glorious news throughout our nation. What opportunities you have given us. Now may we follow your lead. We ask this in our Savior's name who taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, 
Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Hear the prayer, you people, Lord, that the lips which have praised you here may glorify you in the world, that the eyes which have seen the coming of your Son may long for its coming again, that all received in his true body and blood the pledge of your forgiveness may be restored to live a new and holy life. We ask this through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Brothers and sisters, go in peace, live in harmony with one another, and serve the Lord with gladness. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift on you with favor and give you peace. Please be seated. We have several announcements. Again, I'd like to give thanks to everyone that helped for this weekend. Uh, what an opportunity again as we take a look at God's blessings and as all of us live our faith and serve him. So thank you very, very much. Uh, the tent will, is um, going to be used for the meal. We do have umbrellas at the door. Um, help yourself to those if it is starting to sprinkle out there. Uh, all the games will be inside the classrooms. And also there is a Sunday school registration. Sunday school begins next week. Uh, there is a registration table. It will help us to make sure that we have all the information correct. Uh, you can sign up there. Um, also next Sunday we'll have our two services. We'll be returning to our two services, or actually our three, Thursday night at 630 Sunday morning, 9 and 11. Uh, there will be, uh, I was told it would be about 10 minutes only to get all the food set up um, and ready to go. There will be two lines, and you can see the tables. You saw the tables uh, by the kitchen window when, when you entered. So please uh, sit back and enjoy this day. The command center is out there too, um, and you'll be able to go through that. Just take a few minutes to get all that set up. Uh, but sit back and enjoy, enjoy that fellowship. Um, before we begin our meal, let's bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, yes, you do take care of our spiritual needs, but also our physical needs. What an opportunity you've given us today to grow in your word and for the fellowship with one another. We also thank you for this food you're about to eat that gives us nourishment, that you daily give us all that we need. We'll give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Amen. And now as we think about this day, may we remember that God of grace, that God of grace that gives us all things. And may we join together with our last
sit here for a few moments until they get set up. Feel free or otherwise just move around. And again, the Sunday School registration is in the hallway.